In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, we'll try to keep this short and sweet, as it's been a long night, for at least for your priests, and long sermons when we're tired, doesn't, they don't usually go very well. So we'll try to keep this short. I'd like to begin with a little story, a true story, that took place just recently. One of my little nephews, who's in kinder, in kindy, he was being prepared for, for bed one night. And this was the dialogue between him and his mother. He says, Mom, there's Jesus and there's God, right? And his mother, my sister, answered, That's right, but also Jesus is God. And the little boy, No way. Jesus and God are the same person. And there was a pause. And then he whispered to himself, Wow, that's magical. Children say far more. They think far more deeply, perhaps, than we give them credit for. And there's a wisdom in this simplicity. Could he have found a better word? It is rather magical. For God to become man. What other word could we choose? Perhaps that of Isaiah's. It's wonderful. It causes wonder. We could say miraculous. We could say supernatural. But for a little boy, that's pretty good. Have we perhaps ourselves, in growing up, lost a sense of the wonder? At least to some extent. Perhaps not. Perhaps. And if we have, we want to regain. We want to ask for that grace to regain that sense of wonder. But to do this, we must regain a spiritual childhood. The simplicity of a child. There was another little child in one of the parishes that I was stationed at for a time. It was shortly after Christmas. The nativity scene was still set up. And it had been a very long day. I was in the chapel. It must have been 10.30 or so at night. Praying my breviary. The chapel was very quiet, but it was in a location where we could keep it always open. And there were always parishioners there. 24 hours a day, there was someone adoring the Blessed Sacrament. And so this particular evening, it was quiet. But I was praying there a few pews back from the crib. And this little child came in with her mother. She was probably 10 or 11 years old. As far as I could tell, although I never got to meet her, as far as I could tell, there was a certain autism perhaps there. But a great heart. A great heart. And she came in and she walked straight over to the crib. I had seen her come in and pray before. Usually she would go from statue to statue throughout the whole church and say her prayers. This time she goes straight to the crib. And she knelt down before the crib. She was there alone at the crib. And she she looked at the child. She prayed. 
And she prayed for a short time. And then it was as if she couldn't help herself. She just reached out. She grabbed that Christ child out of the crib, which is about, about life size. Grabbed that Christ child and just held the child. She rocked that child. She held the child to her heart. Again, the simplicity of a child. Somehow, the Christ child brings it out of those who are baptized. The Christ child came to redeem, and therefore we could say to regenerate, to give a rebirth to the whole world. What holds us back, perhaps, often is our human respect. That's why we must be like little children to enter the kingdom of God. We have to lose our human respect. What that little child did, what that young child did, is surely what all of us would love to do had we had the courage. Now, I'm not saying to line up after Mass here at the crib in that regard. No, you take our Lord to your heart at your communion. And when you kneel before the crib, it's as taking that child in your arms. But these stories, I think, they help us see something of the simplicity of Bethlehem. Look at the change that comes over really anyone man or woman, when they, when they hold a little one, when they hold a child, when they hold an infant. It may be a, a grown, burly man, but somehow the child brings the child out of him. And we're no longer afraid of what others think. Even with a grown man, you'll find his, he'll find his little voice And he'll find a way, not only to hold that child, but to let that child hold him. It's an automatic reaction. Whatever the nation, it seems, that we we find a way to put our huge hand in that little child's hand. That he might hold us. Why is it What is it about a child that brings this out of a man? Well, the infant will not judge. Maybe that's part of it. We're not afraid. And let's face it, fear keeps us back from a lot of good things. The child will not judge. The child is as an an image, a living image of innocence and truth. The infant is as a symbol of all that's beautiful. A symbol of life itself. Now, what of the Christ child, the divine infant? What impact does he have on those who are willing to hold him to their heart? Well, he is the truth itself. Not just an image. He is the truth itself. Although one day he will be our judge, 
And He's not our judge today. And He wants us to have no fear in approaching Him. He is life. Not just an image of life, a symbol of life. He's life itself. So much so, that He had to borrow our flesh in order to die. So full of life is He. And moreover, He, He is the way. Unless you become like little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. See how He not only shows the way, He is the way. He is the child. He is the way. He is the child whom held carries us to heaven. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And this we see in the crib of Bethlehem. And we see that we must imitate Him, therefore we must become as little children. Our Lord would later tell us that. You must become as little children, as infants, or you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And He set the example. It's not only, just, it's not only Christ who is born today, it must be we who are born today. It must be not only Christ who is an infant, completely dependent upon His mother and His father. It must be we who are the child, the infant, completely dependent upon our mother or father. You see, there's nothing wrong with being little. There's nothing wrong with being weak. as long as we're willing to accept the help the help of our good mother the help of our father when it comes to christmas there are many paradoxes when it comes to paradox perhaps the expert is a great catholic thinker gk chesterton and so let me conclude with just a few of his paradoxes as regards Christmas. As we are called to a, a time of meditation, of contemplation. And surely there is much to contemplate here. As little children before the crib. The hands that made the sun and stars were too small to reach the huge heads of the cattle. Our Lord was born in a cave. In the riddle of Bethlehem, it was heaven that was under the earth. The shepherds had found their shepherd. And what of the Blessed Virgin? You cannot visit the child without visiting the mother. You cannot in common human life approach the child except through the mother. You must either leave Christ out of Christmas or Christmas out of Christ. Or we must admit, if only as we admit in an old picture, that those holy heads are too near together 
for the halos not to mingle and cross. And finally, a call to contemplation. For it is a paradox of that group in the cave that while our emotions about it are of childish simplicity, our thoughts about it can branch with a never-ending complexity and we can never reach the end even of our own ideas about the child who was a father and the mother who was a child. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.